Okay, hello you guys and welcome to We're Podding This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through our favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel original movies or Christmas movies. I'm Andoni. I'm Lori. And today we have a very special guest, Dusty. Hey! Hey! This week, oh, we forgot to do a little intro thing. A father fat. No, I do that part, but we forgot the part where we say what movie we're watching. Oh, oh, I did the, like, the intro. That's the summary. Yeah. Um... Grab your Santa daddies. <laughs> Josh, you oh, I'm getting my Santa daddies. Get your candy canes out so you can fight the Santa daddy and Vern Troyer. This week, we're watching Jingle All the Way. Oh, I was going to say something about put on your jetpack and turbo boost into this episode. We're watching Jingle All the Way. That's also good. I'll keep them both. People can pick their favorite, whichever vibe they want to set. A father vows to get his son a Turbo Man action figure for Christmas. However, every store is sold out of them, and he must travel all over town and compete with everybody else in order to find one. Have you ever seen this movie before, Lori? Not recently, but I watched it a bunch when I was a kid, and I remember I had the VHS. I don't know if I've seen it in the past 20 years. In the 10 years before the past 20 years, I'm pretty sure I've seen it like five times. Same. I watched it a lot as a kid. I forgot I was going to do a joke where I pretended like, okay, guys, we're going to talk about Jingle All the Way too, and then freak you guys out. Oh. I didn't even know there was a second one. Guess who's in it? Who's in it? Larry the Cable Guy. Shut up, Andoni. I was going to make a game. Um, fuck. I thought you literally could not remember his name. What toy was he trying to get? I don't. I'm not watching it. I watched a trailer for it, and he just mostly puts lights on a trailer. And he's got a daughter in that one, right? I guess so. I think we need a jingle all the way over to number two, if you know what I'm saying. I do, and I don't like it. (laughs) I also don't agree. I don't even understand how they can call it jingle all the way two if it's not... It's like a reboot. It's not a sequel. If it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger, if it's not about Turbo Man. Or even like little Jamie, the son in this movie, getting older and like going through the same shit for his son and understanding what his dad went through. That actor stopped acting and also was recently diagnosed with schizophrenia after getting arrested for driving without a license and reckless endangerment. It's very sad. That's Andoni's bummer corner. (laughs) That's rough. Okay, so this movie starts out with a Power Rangers knockoff. This would have been, this was 1996, so that was pretty relevant. Uh, what did you guys think about the pink tiger thing? Because I think we were supposed to hate him, but I loved him. I did love him, but I could totally see why he was supposed to be, like, really bad. He was lame, though. Like, he didn't even take out a single Koopa Troopa, what were the Power Rangers bad guys called? The Mud Men? Muddy Men? <laughs> yeah, it was something like that, where they had the symbols on their chest that, like, once he pus- pushed those, they turned to dust. Yeah, so he didn't even take out a single one of them. He just immediately got taken down by them. I remember when I was a kid watching this that I was upset that that wasn't real. Because I was like, oh, it's another Power Rangers show. That's going to be so cool. And I was like, just no, not. I feel like there's plenty of Power Rangers knockoffs. Oh, probably. But this movie made this look really cool because they had such a big budget, I assume. Next, we get Arnold works at a mattress store. And I think so. Or a furniture, furniture like um, supplier. Because he's sending out, like, large volumes of furniture. Yeah, with, like, different colors, I guess. So that makes sense. Because I was wondering, he's like, oh, I'll make it purple. I was like, why do people care what color the mattresses are so much? So that makes more sense. He is very busy. His wife ends up calling amongst all these customers' calls where he's told everybody they're his number one customer. His wife calls, and he also tells her that she is his number one customer, which is probably the most truth that he said. Well, I mean, but the thing is that he's been lying to all those people before, so he just automatically is saying things that he want, he thinks people want to hear. 
Yeah. Where do they need 300 mattresses? At a mattress firm. So it's a mattress firm. Oh, because he's the supplier. Yeah. There is that theory that mattress firms are all just a front for the mafia because you never see people in them and there are so many of them. So I imagine that was just because the profit margin on a mattress has to be pretty high. And not very many people buy it. Like who, like how many people in terms of like mass consumers are always in the market for but that's exactly it like why are there so many mattress firm stores if <laughs> why are they that... dusty tell us now why the mob exactly i think out of all things i want to sponsor our podcast i want casper mattress josh got one i don't think it's casper but i laid on it when it got here because it has to inflate so i opened it up for him before he actually got down here and i laid on it and jesus it was good I mean, I already have a Tempur-Pedic bed, but apparently Casper mattresses are really, really good. If it's like Josh's mattress. And the California Kings are only like $600, which is nuts. It probably, it must give you cancer or something. I'm fine with it if it means I sleep that good. (laughs) I assume everything at this point gives you cancer. Aren't you? You're from California where like everything has to say that it gives you cancer, right? Yeah, basically. Like every apartment building you go into has a sign like, there is no cancer-causing chemicals in this building. I think everything just gives you like different levels of cancer. Working in environmental engineering, a lot of it is dealing with things that are super risky to your health. But the thing that they don't ever explain is that there's um, a time exposure factor to it. And also there's like, there's like a weighted time average and all this shit. So yeah, everything can cause cancer. I'm sure my cats can cause cancer. Should I stop licking things then? You should stop licking things, especially your cat. That's just one opinion. Keep licking it. Let's see what happens. Arnold isn't... Everybody in this... Oh, I got a good segue. I figured it out. On that note, everybody wants to lick Phil Hartman in this movie. His name is Ted. They really do. Like, he must have the bombest dick in town. I think it's literally just like... This is pre-Tinder and stuff. It's a bunch of, like, single moms, and he's the nice available bachelor who's cool with kids because he's got one are they single moms though or is he just like i think he was because i think they were because like he's now the bachelor so they're like gotta get that uh i don't know i would think that that neighborhood is a very high divorce or separation rate in that case yeah and they were all like oh ted would you come over and check my lamp it's acting weird she met Maybe... her vagina <laughs> my vagina is acting so weird She's could you please it. rewire it for me <laughs> Who's like, okay, we need this guy that all these ladies want, Phil Hartman. I love that his last role was like him being the like stud of this town. Yeah, he does have a very good smile. But yeah, everybody's like super horny for Phil Hartman, which was a weird, weird look for it. But I was, I was okay with it because it was hilarious. Because he was even wearing like, he was the most daddy dad. And like he had like wire glasses and like a belt and cap. Oh my God, he was a 90s dad. Yeah. It was so good. If it was nowadays, would it be just like, a ripped Channing Tatum like would they have gone to like a dad bod person or would we be talking like just like a specimen like Michael B. Jordan shirtless the whole time I think it would be Joey Uncle Joey I'm trying to think of somebody because like Phil Hartman was such a big deal that that's a pretty big star to put in that role like who's somebody who's equally as big as Phil Hartman from today that would be that kind of dad I don't know I think stardom works totally differently now but when watching it, I remember thinking like... Mike Brigbalia, whose name I can't say. He would be it. Maybe say his name different three more times and I'll <laughs> mention Brigable. it. I'm sure everybody loves just like... Brigbalia? Yeah. The comedian. I can't put a face to the name. 
But I think they would go a attractive person. Either way, even if they had a dorky dad or or something like Terry Crews or like Ruffalo, like they're gonna go like some over oh, the shit. top. <gasps> Terry Crews would be so good in place of Arnold. Yeah. Okay. I'm casting that. Who's the kid then? Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> it would be one of the kids from Stranger Things. I was gonna oh, say that, but he's too old. Let's all think on it, and at the end, we'll circle back to this. Okay. okay. Um. So, Phil Hartman is a aunt. Or, I almost said Andoni's house. Phil Hartman <laughs> is Arnold's house, and he's putting up lights. He's just like constantly pushing Arnold out off his territory, or trying to be like, "Yo, what's up? I'm here." Just so you he's know. Just always <laughs> putting himself in. Ugh. But he also, he has his, like, kid to bring along, who, like, actually seems... I think it would have been kind of funnier if they had made his kid hesitant. Like, he had to pay off his kid to play with the younger kid. Versus, like... Because he has a good excuse to be there. His kid gets along with the other kid. Well, we we miss the fact that um, Arnold misses his son's belt ceremony at, at his karate class. And he's got this little storyline with a cop throughout the whole movie that just keeps on pulling him over and getting tickets over and over again. Was that cop a famous person? Probably. He looked like somebody who would have been on It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Don't, he just looked like he always played a cop, and his eyes were piercingly blue, and his skin was super tan for the middle of winter in Minneapolis. Were they in Minneapolis? Yeah. After the karate thing, Arnold goes into his son's room and does like a Jackie Chan impression, basically. But the whole time I was just like focused, Jamie behind him had this really amazing Captain America mural in his bedroom. I did not notice that at all. It was massive. It wasn't just like, a, it was his whole wall. It was just Captain America. Why wasn't it Turbo Man? Good question. I don't know. Are you sure it wasn't Turbo Man? No, I'm 100% no, Captain sure. Captain America. Yeah. Huh. Are you slowly watching this movie in the background, Dusty, to make sure that we get everything right? <laughs> I, I have it going on in the background. Yes, I do. And I'm I'm looking at the mural. I'm, I don't know which artist of Cap. It's not. It's not OG Cap. It's. It was it's, like weirdly buff, but not in the '90s buff way. Yeah, I think like '80s, like Maybe. a '90s buff was tiny torso and like giant chest. '80s was a little bit smoother than that one. It's not a Cap I'm familiar with. Do you think Arnold's secretly a really good mural painter, and he just like wanted to get it in there? With the Terry Crews recast, we get a scene of him painting the mural. Yeah. But yeah, Jamie wants a Turbo Man figure. And he wants it bad. He like explains like he just verbatim says the whole commercial. Did you guys have any toys like that? Mm, no. I just I'm trying to think of if I had like a, the commercial toy. I had video games like that, but I didn't. I don't think I read a toy or anything where it was like that's it. I think mine was usually like pop star stuff. So it was like Britney Spears and and Sync dolls and Spice Girls dolls. And I really wanted a password journal. And I also wanted gaming consoles, but we didn't get those. Like, we got the PlayStation 1 in, like, 2001. I remember one year I demanded for my birthday the, the Barbie Kitchen Little, but not the Barbies to go with it. Just, like, all the, the fun stuff that it did because it had, like, fake ice that would come out of the ice dispenser. And you had, like, the oven made noises and lit up. And you could put a pancake in this one pan and then when you put it on the burner it flipped the pancake automatically with mag i was like this shit is so awesome and then when my parents god bless them thank you thank you guys for getting me that and indulging me when we were at the store they were trying really hard to like upsell me to get one of those little um battery powered cars which in retrospect would have been way better <laughs> and, like, i remember trying to help you they were trying to help me 
but I mean, it's still cool that they, 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 that they got it for me. But like, they were trying so hard. They're like, look, this one has a CD player, which is crazy for a kid's battery powered car. Oh, I remember one time I got this car. It was like four Barbies to go into, but it came with a remote control and you can raise and lower the convertible top. It had like a car alarm if you open the door. It was like Barbie size. It was a purple convertible. I vaguely remember that commercial. The uh, wildest thing that happened for me on Christmas was I kept saying I wanted a Nintendo 64. It was the year that it came out. My parents were divorced. They didn't talk to each other. I got two Nintendo nice! 64. <laughs> Did you get to keep them both? Yeah. But the oh problem my is God. Like, I opened both of them. Like, If I was smarter, because I was a dumb kid, I would have returned one and got a PlayStation, so then I'd have both of them. But instead, I had two Nintendo 64. That's like a big power move, though. Like, you go back to school the next week, and they're like, what'd you get? Two N64, suck it. No, I said, at that point, that's when my parents were like, okay, we're, we're talking to each <laughs> other now. Like, we're... So for the holidays, they would back and forth at least. I got the PS1. My first console that I owned, like outright new, was the year my parents also got divorced. So I think like the consoles are like the divorced kid, like totem. Yeah, my dad got a PS2. (laughs) Checks out. Three for three. Yeah, Arnold's like, yeah, of course I got the doll. He didn't. Spoiler. But also like the wife, two problems so far. The wife knows that he's a fuck up. Like she wanted him to mess up right no she wanted him to succeed she She was like she kept on giving him opportunities to succeed but like i think she wanted to keep catching him it's it's also probably more the fact of he said he would do it so he needs to do it yeah if he said he couldn't do it i would go do it i would usually follow that but if it's like the kid like his christmas present arnold's already gonna keep proving that he can't show up to stuff he promised to like let the kid have the turbo man I don't know. His entire his entire relationship of like positive activities with his son is all like material focused. It's about the Turbo Man and the treehouse yeah. that he built, and... which is probably why this got greenlit. Because I bet you every single male at the studio heads that approved this are like, yeah. "Wow, that's, that's me." Relatable. <laughs> I got a lot of money, but I can't get the thing. Not only that, I'm surprised they didn't have like a toy tie-in. They did, but I also feel like this movie was a little bit more for adults than kids. Yeah, totally. I'm not super fond of the storyline. I think it was big in the 90s because I think that would be when a lot more women were in the workforce. So like dads, I don't know. But the whole thing where it's the wife at home sad and mad that her husband works so much because like sometimes you have to work a lot. And I feel like it's kind of shitty to villainize that. I think the issue obviously was that he was lying about what he could actually do. But like, I feel like they were trying to guilt him for being at the office too much. But that's how some people have to do to get the amount of money they need to provide for their family. We have no idea if she worked or not. It would have been helpful. Helpful if they added just like a little like like story that just showed like he was doing it out of greed as opposed to necessity. Yeah. But in most movies, if the characters can communicate, there's no plot. So I should have bought a Turbo Man doll and sold it on eBay. Now you have one bidding for one hundred seventeen dollars. You have some at Byte now for one thirty five. This is wild. One tw- I'm looking at sold now. We're looking at sold Turbo Man nineteen ninety six talking action figure with jet pack. Jingle all the way, 13.5 inches, 125 sold, 135 sold, 135 sold, 127. Okay, so I will give you that that's like quite a bit of money, 
But I think so. I used to work at a, like uh, a store that sold vintage toys, and people would always come in and be like, "Oh shit, I'm, I shouldn't have sold that thing. It's worth like two hundred dollars now." But think about the return on that investment. Like how much you pay per rent. If you broke that down to how much you're paying per square foot to store that stuff to keep it for thirty years to like triple the price. You're missing the point, though. <laughs> I mean, it was it was probably like forty or fifty bucks. Yeah, probably. like that's not that good of a return. So basically, you're gonna buy us both. Turbo Mans and send them to us as a surprise for letting you be on our podcast. Woo. You know, somebody's going to get a Turbo Man. Almost as good as the holiday parade that's going on. The holiday entertainment parade. So like half of this movie was just like buck wild and then half of it felt like dialogue about the com- consumerism of Christmas. And I think the name of it was definitely like more the latter where it was trying to be like parodying what Christmas can be sometimes. And like the scenes in the toy stores were very much like the the chaos that people come to expect from Black Friday, which I've never personally witnessed except for on videos on the internet. Bill Hartman has a reindeer that he has gathered at some point from somewhere. And he's just like running around being impressive with this reindeer. I, I would have thought that reindeer were a little bit bigger. Not the ones I've seen. I'm sure there's different breeds though. Did anybody else as a child think that reindeer were not real yes because santa was not real yeah oh oh god i'm sorry everyone fuck i gave it away spoiler alert cover your ears children (laughs) dusty just throws down his headphones like i need to go talk to my dad (laughs) i'm not getting gifts this year how much would it trip you out though if you like woke up every year as an adult and like somebody had left santa gifts that'd be such a good prank kevin's mom does that like breaks into your guys' apartment without telling you and leaves gifts? Well, this is the first time we've lived in this apartment, but no, under under their tree, she she puts gifts from Santa for yeah, her Yeah, I'm kids. talking like as an adult, if your dad somehow like crawls in through your window while you're sleeping, leaves Santa gifts and then leaves without you ever knowing, and you're just like, is Santa fucking real? I feel like my dad might actually do that if someone gave him the idea. The trauma. We are talking, this is, you're going to be in therapy till you are 90 years old and never trust anything in life if that happened i would love that the magic i'd also be afraid to open the present <laughs> yeah what the hell well that's because we know this is this is assuming that if you are zero years old till you are 30 something and you're still thinking santa's real because someone comes and drops gifts and then like one day your parents pass away, unfortunately. I was going to say that. Like, when they die, you're no, finally going to... they carry gonna... it on. They tell somebody else to do it. No. But then, okay, like, wait. No. Hold you're on. You're going to have that mom. It is all good. That your, that your will blows up. What if it's they, over. like, they have to start giving... If you have kids, then they have to start giving them to your children. Because, like, how fucked would it be if you have Santa, but your kids don't? And you're like, I don't know. Oh, God. Oh. Anyway, there's a reindeer. Reindeer is aggressive and doesn't like Arnold. Which, like... Arnold's pretty big. If you're not used to big men, yeah, Ted is non-threatening in a uh, in a predatory way. Arnold is threatening in a in a predatory way. So Arnold and Sinbad go to the store that is definitely a way open on Christmas Eve, and they go there and they're like, "Yo, we want the super popular toy." And then he get they get really really laughed at. Sinbad assaults a woman at this point. I uh, yeah, because he, he's. He's like freaking out. He has uh, a heavy mistrust of the government. And so he's like full of conspiracy theories and going postal, as it were. He's a postman and he's freaking out, talking about wanting to go in there into the office and just strangle someone. He just grabs this random woman out of the crowd, but she seems unbothered. So I think maybe she liked it a little. 
Or like, no, as a woman, a man's doing a crazy thing. You try not to escalate the crazy. True. Also, no one around, like everyone was like, oh, but nobody Because they got that turbo man craze going. Yeah. Everyone showed up for war, right? Yeah. This is the Battle of Thermopylae. There's no Persians, though. There's only one turbo man doll. Reality, this would never happen. They would have been arrested, all that stuff. He yeah. gets, when he gets knocked over and the mail goes like, th- how many felonies? How many felonies did one postman like, cause? I mean, there must be some exception for accidents. He's, he's on the job at a store yeah. in, in fights. With Do you think yeah. he's pretending to be a postman and he just carries props so people trust him? <laughs> I mean, he is a crazy conspiracy theorist. Do do mailmen work on Christmas Eve? Yeah. Do they? We yeah. should ask our resident postman. He Brandon. Okay, so I know now they do because the post office has a deal with Amazon, so they deliver on like Sundays and stuff, so that would be irrelevant. But I thought Amazon uses their own no. um, delivery people on Sundays. But, but it's not a national holiday, and I, I know the post office is there. Um, the only ones that would deliver on Christmas, but they do. Amazon will have its own delivery drivers and UPS and FedEx have started delivering packages on Christmas as well. So that way, like no child, no, no, no one's 25th gets ruined basically. But yeah, they get lapped out a whole bunch and there's only one turbo man in a hatchback. And so Arnold goes outside and it's just like packed. So it's just like facing perfectly where Arnold could see it. And he chases it for a second. And then he can't catch it so he just walks away and it looks like the sad hole arnold goes back home and ted or arnold doesn't go back home at this point because he's still on a mission ted is at arnold's home though and he's like making weird faces because he's trying to get the wife he's like hey i'll take care of the kids you go take a shower like you're not having a great day and then he's like making weird sex faces at her and then he like takes off her apron and part of my soul melted yeah he's so fucking creepy he's like having an orgasm just from like being that close to her because he very creepily takes off her apron he like reaches behind her and unties it and he does his o face on i think he's he's just creepy you guys just don't understand what it's like to be romantic with your partner (laughs) with somebody else's partner with someone else's partner yeah you guys just don't get it also i like that in the notes you have ted entirely capitalized as in ted talk oh no i kept doing that because i kept calling him phil Oh, <laughs> so I had to like tell myself like, no, it is Ted. But yeah, Sinbad ends up going and finding Arnold again, or like they just run into each other, whatever. And he's like, we got to work together. And Arnold's like, no, if we find a turbo man, I don't want to deal with like splitting it with you. That's dumb. And then Sinbad's like, this is racism. Yeah. Um, They find out that there's another turbo man and they're doing like, which is really advanced for this type. Like they started doing that for Black Friday now where they'll do like a raffle system. But they have little like bingo balls with numbers on them and they're going to draw a ball and then whoever gets it win. A kid steals a ball. It's in his mouth. Arnold chases it and tries to take it out of the kid's mouth. And then a bunch of mothers show up with purses and they're like, you're a pervert and just start pulverizing them with their purses. Yeah, I mean, he did kind of assault that child, though. He did. I just the word pervert, like when you hear that, you're just like, oh, never mind. Almost made a bad comment. We're going to. You can edit it out. That's the magic. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. But. Oh, no. Yeah, I told you. I told you. It's like a really orderly situation, though. But yeah. And it quickly then, devolves into chaos. Yeah. After they find out they're like definitely not getting that turbo, man. Like the Santa's like, yo, yo, come here. And it's Jim Belushi. And Jim Belushi is like, uh, it's a another little person he holds up a sign it's like him with the turbo man holding the newspaper that way they can prove that it's a recent picture 
And yeah. so then he's like, come with us and we're going to go get that turbo man. And so then they go to a Santa sweatshop. It was so weird that they were all working the factory line, still dressed up in their Santa costumes. And why were they like making these like weird bootleg pandas? They were just making weird bootleg everything. But the thing is that like the cost of labor is always cheaper overseas. So why wouldn't they just be importing things illegally as opposed to making them? And it was like a weird panda that wasn't licensed or anything. Like you can buy those anywhere. It's not like they could sell that and be like, oh, it's a special panda from Germany. Like, it's clearly like a pink and white piece of shit panda. Maybe it was an actual toy factory, but then like <laughs> on the side belt, they were making the knockoff Turbo Man. Turbo and Man. they were hiding drugs in the pandas. That makes more sense. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. What it also makes think, more profit. Yeah. I mean, there's clearly weird shit going on there. But what I will say is they're building culture, okay? They're all dressed up as Santa. They got one mission. They got one dream. <laughs> They're getting the goods out to people. They're probably sending the stuffed teddy bears to the mattress firm. Because, you know, they're both fronts for the mafia. <laughs> I just like how they didn't think through, yo, we're Santas. Santas don't make toys. Let's be elves. Um, at this point, though, they f- like they get to the weird murder thing. And then he's the Turbo Man's in Spanish. And, and his then- head and limbs fall off. Uh, so I don't remember how it gets from this to that. But they all start doing the Arrested Development chicken dance with like, co-co-co-co-co-co-co. Oh, that, I was watching, I was like, why does that seem so familiar? I think it's because Arnold was trying to get the money back and then Jim Belushi was like, fuck no, bro. And then he shoves him and then they're like, we're gonna fight. And Arnold being reasonable is like, I'm not gonna fight Santa Claus, bro. Dusty goes a play-by-play of this very efficiently filmed Santa fight scene. All right, here, we, uh, we're here at the Santa fight. We have a uh, we have a Santa pushing pushing. Uh, we got pushing Arnold. Arnold steps back. Oh, doesn't want to fight. Eventually, he grabs a Santa beard, pulls a Santa beard, bam, smacks him in the face. The fight is on, folks. The fight is on. We got Santa's throwing punches. We got Arnold dodging. Arnold dodging, throwing punches. Eventually, Arnold grabs a candy cane, hits a candy cane against Santa. Oh no, a bigger Santa comes out. We're talking a six foot plus seven foot plus eight foot plus Santa. Eight foot plus Santa comes on out. Punches him. A midget. Well, that's not okay. That's sorry. And a chondroplasiac. Oh, man. A tiny person, a little tiny Santa, jumps on top of the head of Arnold. Arnold ducks. Giant Santa punches him. Okay. Most realistic part of this whole show. <laughs> totally. Vern Troyer just Santa flying feet back. Punches a tiny Santa, which flies across yards, like 10 yards, like flies 10 yards in a factory. And that was Vern Troyer. Yeah, and then, like, in the middle of a fight, a bunch of, like, savage Santas who are, like, making fake toys and, like, scamming people just shout dogpile, and that's what they do. Like, you beat up a guy in the middle of your factory, and then you dogpile. They all just, when it comes down to it, I think that showed that they all just needed some human touch and some love. (laughs) Couldn't they just touch each other? No, they couldn't without the excuse of fighting because they're men. I think it, it's, it's more superficial than that. I think they wanted to not make Santa a bad. So I think it was kind of, oh, they're still Santas. Like, they're dog, like, instead of like, oh, let's curb stomp this guy. So the cops show up right as he's getting dogpiled on. Yeah. And I love the way that he gets out of being arrested or questioned by the cops. He just grabs a fake toy badge and he's just like, I've been working on this case for three years and you ruined it one day. And he just gets away with it. 
Yeah, nobody in Minneapolis, well, I guess he was supposed to be like an undercover, but like, they're like, hey, everybody knows we have an, an Austrian cop, yeah? Like, he's not- <laughs> An Austrian undercover division. Yeah. Oh, so Ted's son is like, hey, Jamie, the best thing that'll ever happen to you is your parents getting a divorce because now my dad's like extra great after the divorce and Jamie's not pleased by this. And so this is like right when Arnold calls. Oh, also Ted named his reindeer Ted or the kid named it Ted because he loves his dad. I don't remember. But this ends up with Arnold on the phone with his son and the son's like, mom can't talk. She's petting Ted. That was weird. The kid is the son, the Ted's son is crappy. But I mean, like with that parent, he's not exactly getting dealt the full deck of like opportunity to not be a piece of shit. That's true. He's very dealt with in a materialistic way. He made it clear that his dad wasn't this cool like before the divorce. So maybe the dad was completely negligent. So now he's just like jazzed that his dad's paying attention to him. And he's too young to realize that his dad is using him. He totally is, isn't he? Yep. He's like, oh, look at what a great father I am. So Arnold's at a diner and Sinbad shows up with alcohol. Oh, Arnold yelled at his kid. So now he feels bad because he's like, I I yelled at my dad and that makes me a bad father. I'm like, no, dude, the fact that you keep lying makes you a bad father. Because like his kid seems pretty understanding and just wants his dad around. So if he were honest and was like, yo, I goofed up, didn't get the turbo man, but like I can hang out with you all of Christmas. Like it's our day. I would be really terrified if Arnold Schwarzenegger yelled at me. Sinbad tells this whole story about how when he was a kid, the toy was Johnny 7. So it was short circuit, I guess. But he didn't get the Johnny 7 toy. And all the kids in his class who got the Johnny 7 toy are all like millionaires. And now he's a loser postman. And so Mm -hmm. Arnold has like a dream sequence where his son's drinking booze and is a crazy postman. Which, it, it's an adorable little costume for that kid. <laughs> it's so good. He's, like, drinking booze. Thanks, Dad. I thought that kid is a really good actor. He was. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So here's a fun fact. Is it actually fun, or is it, like, Andoni's fun facts? No, oh, this is the best. fun. Okay. Some parents had alcohol-related complaints after test screenings. Are you reading fun facts? You're not supposed to read those. You're going to know which one of my facts is a lie. I saw you close the screen just then. Damn it, Dusty. We saw the change in light. I didn't know I wasn't allowed to look up facts about the movie. It has the horn. How this started was there's a horn section that used the same horn section from Christmas and Hollis. So I was like, do they actually use Christmas and Hollis or do they have a song that has the same basically opening part of Christmas and Hollis? And then I ended up there. Have you just been reading this whole time? No. <laughs> You're just like a Jingle All the Way super fan now? You know, all uh, the facts? I've never not been a Jingle All the Way super fan, if you know what I'm saying. That you've always enjoyed this movie. I do get completely what you're saying. Yeah, because we are the same way, and that's why we chose to do this movie instead of... <laughs> what was our other choice? Elf. Oh, it should have been Gremlins. I Gremlins I kept on thinking of, but I feel like that one's not like Christmassy as fuck. Like it's a Christmas, like the little the Santa hat scene, and obviously it's like a Christmas movie, but like this one's like Christmas as fuck. I mean, Die Hard is Die Hard is the best Christmas movie of all time. It has listen, Christmas. Okay, you're allowed to have this conversation with us after you listen to our episode and hear both of our points. No, I mean we yeah. all agree it's Christmas mostly, but like listen, we talk about it extensively. I'm over it. You can listen to the episode. <laughs> I'm over it. It's Ugh. done. I'm telling you. It's got Christmas and Hollis, one of the best, be yeah. the best Christmas songs of all time. We talk about that. Good. You should. So listen to it. You should. You should be talking about that. So anyways, 
We're talking about this now. They find out that there is a radio station giveaway of Turbo Man. And you have to name all eight reindeer, which I really don't feel like is difficult. Okay, do it. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Jesus Blitzen. Christ. Okay, uh, Dusty, you do it as well. I don't know. How do people not know this? Did you not have to do like Christmas concerts in grade school? I did, but like not. Did you just stand up there and like scream them all? (laughs) Dasher, Dancer! No, it was a part of a song. I don't remember what the song is. You know, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner. Did I already say Blitzen? I don't know. But then there's the best one of them all. Did I do it all? Yeah. Also, Rudolph. You didn't say Rudolph. You suck. I win. That's not wait, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. That's nine. Rudolph is ten. Oh my god, the movie was wrong. Oh well, I think like I think they usually say there's eight. That's still nine. Dasher, dancer. Comet, <laughs> you know- oh, I miscounted. <laughs> I, don't <know> how- <laughs> I don't know how to finger. Oh. Whoa. No. All right. <laughs> Um, yeah they misunderstand how this works and so they just like rush to the theater or not theater well because they break the phone in their tussle yeah so they go to the studio and it is leon from roseanne but with a ponytail how many laws were broken in the making like if this was real life every single one those guys would absolutely be considered well no because arnold's white so he would not be considered a domestic terrorist but he's austrian so white Depends on which uh, which era we're talking about, but th- there's another that there's, when they're going to the radio station, Sinbad's just throwing mail. He's like just you keep on coming back to this. This uh, <laughs> Dusty is very know. serious about the postal service, Antony. <laughs> the band, not the post- <laughs> but like. <laughs> Listen, we'll have Brandon get in contact with you, and you can air all of your grievances to him. But like, think about it. if you like steal someone's mail, right? Every piece of mail that's a felony. Sinbad committed like a thousand felonies. Okay, forget about that. What about that terroristic threat where he's like, I have a fucking bomb. (laughs) And then he does it twice. And the second time he had a bomb. I mean, not he didn't purposely have a bomb. (laughs) Wait, did he? Did I miss that? Yeah, the thing explodes. That cop with the creepy, like the crazy blue eyes. He's like, I was on the bomb force for 20 years. Because he like fucking sniffs the box. I'm like, okay, sure, buddy. (laughs) How did you miss that? I don't know. It was like quite a bit of payoff for a joke. I don't remember that at all. And also, that's the reason why his hands are bandaged later in the movie because he got burned from the bomb. He didn't die. I just die. figured he like touched a sword or something. Touched a sword? <laughs> Apparently, in Minneapolis, they settle all of their crimes through sword fighting. No, just touching swords. Just Ooh. whoa! Wow. They they flee, and then that's when Arnold goes back home, and he sees Ted putting up his motherfucking star, and I think that's like the Ted equivalent of just peeing on everything in Arnold's house. Just pissing all over that runway. And so then he's like, fuck this guy, I'm gonna go steal his Turbo Man. Which, then he tries to get into the house, but he forgot Ted has an attack reindeer. Yeah, it's just like so much chaos. He gets attacked mostly when he's like, what am I doing? I'm stealing from a kid. So he goes to put back the present. And that's when his wife, Liz, and Ted come back. And then she's like, you're stealing a toy from a child. Well, because not only did the reindeer chase him through the house, he like accidentally knocked over. um, For some reason, Ted had like a full scale fucking nativity scene in his living room. Because he's a Christian man. He's a good Christian man. 
but like Arnold knocks it over and like the thing catches fire. He kicks the head outside. He scares the carolers and that's how they catch him. The joke when Ted sees the thing, he's like, Balthazar, which I guess is the name of one of the three kings that came that's to see the name Jesus. of the demon that Phoebe marries on Charmed. That's the only way I know that name too. But yeah, she's like, Ted, you need to drive us to the entertainment parade. <laughs> I'm sorry. That fucking name is so stupid. It's really yeah. good. The entertainment parade. So as they're like driving off to the parade, this is when Ted's like, can't binge or press your way out of this one, Arnold. And what's funny is because like, he's obviously a very buff man, but like they have not discussed his muscles or his like workout routine. So then like they just throw that in there. It was, but also kind of makes him seem like even shittier of a dad because if he's spending all of his time working and then that means that he's spending all of his free time working out then there's just like a random scene i think this might have been what dusty was talking about with the alcohol there's a lot of weird alcohol stuff in this at this point arnold's just getting drunk with the reindeer well because he'd like punched the shit out of it before yeah. When he was chasing him. I mean, I get it, but it was just like a weird scene. I don't know if it's normal for deer and deer-related uh, species, but there are at least a handful of deer in Japan that really like beer. Yeah. Maybe animals really like beer, and we just don't know because we don't give it to them. I bet, of course, because it make them feel calm. There's like giraffes that purposely seek out... Fermented fruit. Yeah, and like mushrooms. He So then Arnold's like... He sees a picture that his kid drew of him, but it also looks like maybe he just drew it of him and his family because it's like a pretty grown-up drawing. And he's like, it's time I start keeping my promises. Can you please do it in an Arnold voice? That was my Arnold voice. I need to keep my promises. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, now you got to do it. It's time I could stop. Nope, 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 I I totally lost it. Stop keeping my promises. I can do it. Can you both do it in sync? Three, two, one. It's time time I I start keeping my promises. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, can you say rubber, that one, the rubber baby bubba 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 in an Arnold Rubber baby bubby bumpers. Rubber baby bubby bumpers. So he's like, is rushing to the parade and he's like, traffic's really bad and a cop or whatever. Somebody's like, yeah, everybody's going to the parade, but the parade is like very much already starting. It's like pretty deep into the parading at this point. You're everybody, you're a little bit too late, guys. How did Arnold get there? Because at one point, his truck, which- Well, it ran out of gas. He ended up pushing it. And then his truck also gets, like, stripped. Like, um, put there, up on blocks. He's willing to break every single law. So he either stole it <laughs> or his wife has a car also. And she rode with Ted. Then why didn't she just drive her fucking self? Because she was trying to prove a point in front of Arnold that he's shitty and she's going to go hang out with fucking Ted. Fine, whatever. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, this is when Ted's like really laying it on thick and he does this like really creepy shoulder touch that I remember even as a child making me real uncomfortable when he's like touching her shoulder. No, that was during the caroling scene. No, it was definitely during this scene because he like reaches around to like try to take her seatbelt off or something and he just kind of like massages her shoulder. Yeah, because he gave her like eggnog or something. Yeah. Yeah. Liz, why don't you have some non-alcoholic eggnog? Yeah, hey, what It'll really like, help with your woes. The way he yeah. emphasized it, I was like... Is that okay? There's no alcohol, but like, what is in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's in this drink? You know what I'm saying? But then she nogs him. And by that, I don't mean a sexual thing. I mean, she throws the eggnog at him and fucks up his glasses. And it's very funny. Yeah, she bashes him in the fucking face with the thermos. Also, yeah. was the eggnog warm? Are you supposed to drink it warm? Hey, he could have been, it could have been in the thermos to keep it cold. Maybe. 
So then uh, without much explanation, Arnold's like wandering around. He gets to the parade and then he ends up becoming Turbo Man. And as they're dressing him up, it turns out that the other guy isn't there because he got knocked into a coma because of a suit malfunction. And they're like, but we think we have it all worked out. Because it's a fucking jetpack. This is probably where uh, Arrested Development steals some some material again with their jetpack episode. Yeah. I think yeah. Arrested Development is a one-for-one ripoff of Jingle All the Way. There I said it. We were all thinking it. We were all thinking We all know the truth now. He's running from the cop. He knocks the cop, knocks coffee into the cop. Cop burns himself, runs from the cop, comes Turbo Man. Here comes Turbo Man. He, there's a point where like he almost gets to talk to his son, and he almost gets to say, I'm your father, which is like very Darth vader which was weirdly premonitant of the future of Jamie. Oh, yeah. Because he's Anakin, not yeah. Anakin. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What point are we talking? How, how deep are we going to go into this parade? There's so many. Do your so do, many- Okay. We this, got mo- your- this parade was like the last half hour of an hour and a half movie. Dusty? Yeah. Can you come up with a new character who's not sportscaster? Like, what would your parade voice sound like? Can you tell us about this parade? <laughs> oh. I don't think there's a voice for it. Uh, I think you can find it. Close your eyes. I don't think there's okay. a voice. I feel like it would be don't a good talk, dumb Don't we talk, talk. Dusty, you're at a parade. You're holding a microphone and then some like hot chocolate or coffee in the other, your choice. And you got gloves on and shit. And you're like and watching this parade. And you're telling everybody at home watching TV what they see. Go. Well, here we are here today on the, the parade. Uh, we have some uh, wonderful floats going by. Uh, you look over to your right, there's the good old marching band. And here it is, everyone, the moment you've all been waiting for, the reason that you came out today. There's the Turbo Man float. There he is. There's Turbo Man, ladies and gentlemen. How, is that, is that, that's kind of what I... That was kind of a, a good weenie voice. Yeah, like, but that's, what I, that's like what I just, like, that's what I figured a parade. Okay, that was a good audition. We'll get back to you. <laughs> on that um we have yeah. andoni you're here to audition for the the parade announcer role can you give us just you read off the page please where am i reading i haven't been looking at the notes pretty much the whole time because i've seen this movie so many times i thought there was actually like a good description of the parade on the notes. there's not it's just in your head please don't kill this bit <laughs> no the cat just killed it okay uh, Andoni, you're here to audition for the role of the parade boy. Will you be uh, the Karen to my Jared? No, I'm auditioning you. Please be professional. <laughs> well, you know, Karen, you're not being very helpful today, so I'm just going to have to tell you all about the parade <laughs> on my own. Right now, we've got the dancing Santas, which I really think is going to be very confusing for the kids because how is multiple Santas playing in the band when there's only one real Santa? Anyways, here comes Gumby and some of his fucking friends. Uh, and they're just dancing around. They're having a grand old time. Oh, my God. And here comes the new Garfield float. That thing is so fat. <gasps> and here's Turbo Man. And my cat is eating my cell phone strap. Stop that. Okay, so you had a real rocky start. I did like your, your audition, but you did say fuck on network television. National television. This <laughs> might be bigger than Nipplegate. So I'm going to go call some lawyers. Um, because this audition's being broadcast is the character I'm playing now. <laughs> oh yeah, let's hear your fucking audition. No, I'm yeah. the auditioner. I'm the parade no, mom. We're the auditioners. Now, auditioners. now it's two against one. There's Turbo Man. <laughs> that was really good. 
There's like a whole fight. For some reason, they actually outfitted this fucking Turbo Man parade costume with a working jetpack, which, hello, 1996, that is a big fucking deal. Yeah, and like working everything. Yeah, like, every time like he's in a pickle because um, Sinbad shows up and he's Dementor, which, okay. And so they start fighting, and every time he's like in the pickle with him, even though like Arnold Schwarzenegger for sure could just destroy Sinbad, right? Well, Sinbad's got his kids, so well, but like not at the first because at first they're just on the float. No, because he there's like a special toy that shows up, and he's got to pick. What a was kid the toy? Around. A special toy? A special toy? You know, nothing, not a <laughs> not a big deal. Nothing it was, worth uh, naming. <laughs> it was a special edition Barbie with her kitchen little set and Ma- Malibu Barbie uh, <laughs> car. What was that? PT Cruiser, not a PT Cruiser. A Volkswagen Beetle. Those toys were dope. I loved Barbie cars. Anyway. Anyway, so that's the toy. That's the toy that he's got to give to a kid in the audience. Every time Arnold's in a pickle with Dementor, then kids yell out some random like Turbo Man thing to help him fight. At some point, they're like dangling on this tree. And instead of being like, hey, kid, climb down, Arnold's like, you know what? I got a handle on this fucking jetpack I just got. So, like, I'm going to try to pick you up, I guess. No, because the tree is dangling over the the street because it had fallen somehow. It's like absolute chaos ensues. And again, no one does anything. Like Sinbad is chasing this kid through the audience. I think it's part of the act. Until the end, though. But let's, again, Sinbad would be charged for kidnapping. Like That kid should have asked for help. Like, if you're running away from a Batman, be like, someone help me. This isn't real. <laughs> this isn't real. It's not real. It's not real. Where's my mom? 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 Ted! No. Ted will take Ted at this point. Just somebody help me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's only, all, it's like all about Turbo Man. Nobody, nobody asks any of the right questions in this. They're like, hey, are you the Turbo Man guy that's here? Great. Awesome. He didn't even answer. Well, he's like, and... in, in their defense, there's not going to be that many people who are that buff. So you see that bro walk into the place. Like, you're like, yeah, clearly this is the superhero man. I mean, maybe not in Minneapolis, but I feel like if you were in LA or something. Yeah, but they're not in LA and Donnie, it's irrelevant. You're irrelevant. Thanks. <laughs> it, also in 96, like, were there that many, like, ripped people, like, Oh my god, Minneapolis is so fucking cold. Like, holy fuck balls. But you know how when you're in the city and like the tall buildings kind of create a wind tunnel effect? It's horrible in Minneapolis. But they, they have like skyways between buildings. So that's convenient. Sinbad falls. Somehow he gets the doll. Oh, no, that was uh, after. No. Somehow, like, everything works out. Jamie's up by his dad, and he still doesn't know it's his dad, even though, like, Turbo Man's not Austrian, but his accent doesn't exist in this realm. No, they explain that. he's The the thing on his helmet has a voice changer, which apparently changes accents, too, but it's just supposed to change the pitch. Yeah. Anyway, then he's like, I wish my dad were here to see all of this. And then Arnold takes off his fucking helmet, which I get it's your kid, but, like, he just ruined Turbo Man for all of those children. The mom doesn't know. How does how does his wife not know it's him? That's she's also real horned up about it. She's, she's like she's very into role play. She's like, oh hey there, Turbo Man. Yeah, what's his fucking name in this movie? She's like, oh Arnold. I don't think there's any movie in which Arnold Schwarzenegger is in it where people give a shit what his name is aside from Arnold. Like I cannot think. I know in Predator his name is Dutch because we tried to look up his first name and it's just Dutch, so yeah. we decided his name was Skeeter. That makes total sense. That makes all the sense. I can't think of a single character's name from anything he's played. Oh, Arnold, you look so buff in that 
latex thing that's probably going to get be really impossible to take off. Can is you what, imagine is what how stinky that is? Well, and it looked really painful when they were pulling the neck piece over his head. Like, just imagine all the hair that would rip out. Oh, so that's basically the end of the movie. Then all the credits roll. Then there's a bonus after credit scene, and Liz goes on this whole thing where she's like, "Oh, you got Jamie this present to show us that you loved him, but what did you get me?" And then Aaron's like, "Wah!" So that's <laughs> the end of that movie. Oh, I have not been thinking about a lesson at all. Lesson learned. Um, write shit down. Because you're going to forget to do it otherwise. Yeah, if he had a bullet journal, his life would just be so organized. Yeah, if I had a bullet journal, I think that would cure my depression. Because that's what everyone on Pinterest says. (laughs) Everybody on Pinterest definitely follows through with keeping up there. My favorite thing is like when your friend gets a new hobby and you'll see them do Instagram posts about their like very aesthetically beautiful. Is Dusty holding up his bullet journal? I have a goal something. It's similar. It's similar. Uh, Lori, what's your lesson learned? I learned that spending time with people and maybe gifting experiences sometimes make the best Christmas presents. Because, like, you can get that toy later. Even if you're, if I were a kid and it was, like, I didn't yeah, get but... much, like, cool family time. So, like, Christmas was always fun because we all hung out. And it was, like, the only time of the year we did that. Like, me and my sisters and my dad and my mom, like, being happy and nice. And so, like, if I could have had that part, and the presents were and our presents were never great. Like that was great. I, I didn't even as a kid, I was cool with it. Like his kid probably would have been completely fine with not like at the end, he gives away the Turbo Man doll because he's like, I just wanted my dad. Yeah, that's a good lesson. But I think you need to add the ca- the caveat that it should be with intention, not just spending time with your kid because you happen to be running away from a cop and end up in the correct costume. But like also, if you get to be Turbo Man, be fucking Turbo Man. Yeah. Oh, the thing about Turbo Man. So remember in Die Hard when I was talking about the really well done falling scene of um, Alan Rickman? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I even said, I specifically mentioned Jingle All the Way, the shitty way that they did the falling scene with Arnold in this when the jetpack cuts out when he's like very high up above the city bothers me. That's it. That's all I had to say. Dusty, have we bought you enough time for you to give us a lesson that this movie taught? The real lesson is listen. If you were a white man in Minneapolis or somewhere in middle America, and it's the holidays, do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want. You're not going to get arrested for it. <clears throat> you can make a bomb threat to police officers, and the bomb goes off. You're not going to get arrested for it. You're okay. You can make 100 felonies by getting rid of people's mail. <laughs> oh, my God. It's always about the mail. Like, yeah. How much, like, physical like property was damaged people were assaulted attacked what about like, that mail i'm like if we count every single piece of mail i it's it's seriously at least a hundred felonies and that's a hundred individual the size of the package then damn okay now andoni out of 10 what do you rate this uh i'm gonna give it a seven I thought it was entertaining and fun and goofy and the nostalgia was good and (laughs) it didn't uh, I didn't think it was great as a kid. I knew it was goofy then and it holds up. I'm going to give it um, a six. I would have given it a seven but I wish like it it was a really good satire of the commercialization of holidays but then it kind of just went buck wild and I think it forgot that that's what it was trying to do 
like for the last half of this movie so like the first half gets like five and then the last half gets a one yeah that parade scene definitely went on for too long dusty, dusty what's your rating 7.5 no nope, we don't do we don't do half points that's a law oh fuck okay, yeah I, I did it i did it i'm just gonna edit it'll be like i give it an eight it's like a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do a terrible voiceover or it's like a seven it just like cuts off like really awkwardly. like i think it's seven point it's not good. It's not bad. The last thing we're going to do is I'm going to do two goofs and then a truth. And then you guys have to guess which one's real and which one's not. I'm going to close the webcam because I have no lying face. So it's two goofs and a truth. Yeah. Or, oh. oh, no, wait. No, two truths and a goof. Oh, my God. It's just going to be all truths again or all goofs. Okay. <clears throat> Number one. This was produced by Chris Columbus. Number two, this was inspired by the Tickle Me Elmo craze. Or number three, Sinbad improvised most of his lines. Uh, the first one's the lie. Dusty? Okay, Andoni, to be it clear, you're to. saying that Chris Columbus is a lie? Yeah, it yeah. has to. It has to. I don't right? know who that is. But Sinbad seems like a guy that they would just let improvise. They're just like, there's no chance for getting you to nail these things down. Just just go buck wild, man. Especially in the 90, in 96, like Sinbad was the man. Okay, so Chris Columbus did produce this. Uh-huh. Chris Columbus Andoni, he did the first two Harry Potter movies and also Home Alone. He's like an icon. Okay. Oh. The lie was that it was based on the Tickle Me Elmo craze. It was coincidental because that happened around the same time this came out. It was based on the Cabbage Patch craze. Got you both. I win. Yeah, but the most important one was the last one. That was the one where I was like, that, that's real as hell. Like, that yeah. just sounds yeah. real as hell. That was the important one. Wait, so you don't have another one of these? You Should just have I? one? Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you want me to have more so I can just keep destroying you? I broke down a ton of facts so I could, like... Whoa. I mean, I think it would really help with your self-esteem, which I think you need. No, I only have two more. Okay, so one of these is true and one is false. The post credit scene was there so they could do a sequel, or Arnold Schwarzenegger's name in this movie was Mark. <laughs> oh shit oh my god <laughs> fuck i'm gonna say oh shit. i'm gonna say they put the post credit scenes for a sequel it's fake that's real um um uh, i feel fuck. like antonio's just broken i don't know i don't remember his so name good. those are so good i think i think the the post credits is the truth Yep, his name was Howard. Howard. Oh my God, Howard! Thank God. What Thank a horrible God. name. Thank God. <laughs> we still need an outro. Brandon said that the last word we say every week should be "podulator," but that sounds too sexual. Like "podulator," I don't like it. You're like "podulation." Yeah, I don't know what that is. Like Proboscination. That's what I'm trying to. So I'm on Bumble to try and you know get some podulation going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Um, <laughs> jingle all the way on over to social media and hit us up and we'll hey dusty what's your bumble screen name is people don't search for screen <laughs> i haven't used you dating don't, you don't have since name. like 2010 <laughs> this is my first time my first time using the apps i'm out there i'm out in this world so um, find him at dust dust dusty privates on bumble and tinder 
I'm not on Tinder. I'm not on Tinder. I'm on him. Dusty Privates would be a really good username, though. That would be. I looked up. I was trying to find people who could play dads, and I found an actor named Morris Chestnut. I'll send you all the picture. Morris Chestnut? I need to end this podcast because he's giving me, like, a look, and I need to go. Uh, fuck. What's a good outro? That was the outro. It's time to go. How am I supposed to go anywhere like this? Bye.